0: This is Khalid Ali, the Screening Room Editor for Medical Humanities Journal. I have the pleasure and honor of interviewing Simon Field, the producer of one of the best films that have screened at the Dubai International Film Festival here in December in Dubai, Cemetery of Splendour, an amazing film by Apichat Punk, Vera Simon is uh, one of the film producers, uh, Simon is no stranger to the film world. He's been director of the ICA, Institute of Contemporary Art Cinema, followed by being the director of the Rotterdam Film Festival, and then he moved into producing films and worked with Apichatpong Pong on more than one film. I will let Simon introduce himself.
1: Well, I think you've uh, already introduced me. Um, I've been working with Illuminations Films for some years, and we first became involved with uh, Abhi Chapong from his film, his feature film, Syndromes in a Century. Um, and then we were also involved in producing Uncle Boon me Who Can Recall His Past Lives, which is the film that won the Palme d'Or in Cannes. And then several years later now, of course, uh, we worked together on Cemetery of Splendor. Uh, we've worked together also on some additional films with him and installations as well.
0: Thank you very much. I've seen Cemetery of Splendour and was uh, amazed and intrigued by all the themes of uh, morality, mortality. The nurse in the film who is a volunteer who works in a hospital working with uh, soldiers who fall victims to sleeping sickness. Can you tell us more about Cemetery of Splendour, how it was conceived and why you would recommend it to doctors and healthcare professionals in the UK and indeed all around the world? I think one of
1: the intriguing things about Apichab Pong is that his films always touch a little bit on autobiographical elements. They also touch on working with some of the same people that he's worked with over the years, which includes the actress Genjira uh, Pongpas, who is in this film and was in Uncle Bunmi. But one of the intriguing things about him is that he was actually, I mean, from the point of your, of your question, is that his parents were doctors and he was raised basically in, within the, the area of the hospital. So he's spoken in interviews when talking about Cemetery of Splendor, of how as a young boy he was fascinated by medical things, by looking at things through, you know, examining small objects. And, uh, and time and time again in his films, this reference to sickness and illness has come up from the very beginning of his work his second feature blissfully yours also opened on a person who was sick but for instance syndromes in a century is a film that was also very much focused on a hospital and in this case the film uh, cemetery of splendor indeed starts in the in a hospital well it starts actually in the school which is a temporary hospital because the was this mysterious illness you like, that the soldiers are falling for, which is apparently a form of sleeping sickness in which they sleep uh, something like 18 or 19 hours and then have a couple of hours awake and then inadvertently often collapse back into sleep. And that in in some places in the film is a form of, of humor. So you have in Cemetery of Splendor, you have this sense of well it's very much in the uh, hospital environment with nurse and you mentioned the fact that well his his regular actress and and sort of collaborator on this film Genjiro who has in real life and in the film obviously a very badly damaged la- leg she had an accident and the the leg is quite disfigured and this is a very important part of of the film as one sees later but the film really is a sort of romance in that she comes to work and as a volunteer and begins to build up a close relation with one of the patients, one of the who is also an actor who is used in other films. And one of the nice things about the environment is you have a sense that the families and others relations are visiting the hospital spending time and this young man doesn't have a companion. So Jinjira starts to talk to him and gradually although she has an American husband she begins to fall for him in a way and so she cares for him in a way that is both uh, parental and affectionate. The further mystery of the film is that these sleeping soldiers are actually, how to put it without actually... Um, giving away, g- the giving away the plot. <laughs> Shall we say that they have... Uh, one? Well, let us say that one of the first things that you see in the film is the fact that there is a clairvoyant girl who is also wandering around the, the hospital. And she, in a very intriguing way, and in a very typical way for chepong is providing... Uh, point of conversation between the visiting relatives and the sleeping soldiers. So uh, there are very amusing sequences in the film where uh, the relatives are asking, you know, what what would he like to eat, what happened to his girlfriend, those sorts of things to the sleeping soldiers, and she's, a, she's touching them and speaking for them.
0: Wonderful. Uh, the film can be read uh, at so many levels, and, and I was fascinated, and I think it's one of those films that you get more on repeated viewing. But I was intrigued by the, the, the notions and the themes of care, compassion, uh, and communication between healthcare professionals, and in the film, the soldiers who fell uh, with who fall victims to the, to the sleeping sickness. But there are lots of themes to be uh, explored there, uh, and the disfigurement and impairment. Uh, I have read that the Guardian review of the film said that it should be, uh, Apichat Pong films should be offered on prescription. (laughs) And I was really intrigued by that. Uh, Can you tell us more about the previous film, Uncle Bunumi, who can recall his past lives?
1: Um, Yes, I think, well, Uncle Bunumi, who can recall his past lives, is a film in which, uh, let me think carefully about how best to describe it. I mean, it's about... Actually, again, it's the same actress, Janjira, who we meet at the beginning of the film, and she goes to meet this uncle figure who is, is dying, basically. He knows he's dying, and he's gathered around him, Janjira, and then there is a dinner. They're sitting around the table at dinner, and various strange ghostly encounters take place. Um, His dead wife appears at the table as if she is a natural visitor, uh, but she's a ghost. And then even more magical and uh, enchanting in a very particular way um, is the appearance of his son, who disappeared years ago into the jungle because he um, began to, uh, I suppose began to have a relationship with, with monkey fingers, and he returns as a monkey ghost. So there's a scene of him joining, to everybody's astonishment, he joins the, the table for dinner and tells, tells his father about And the film is very moving because every, this little group escorts Uncle Boon as knowing he is dying into the jungle, into a cave, and we see him passing away in the, in the cave. So it's about death, and it's also about Uncle Boon who can see, he refers on, in several occasions to his past lives. And one of the important things, or one of the, shall we say, frequent things in Apichapong's work, is the coexistence of what we might call the present world, and not necessarily the past world, but the simultaneously present world of, of ghosts and spirits. And so that one has, in a sense, in his work, and you see this also in Cemetery Splendor in a rather uh, surprising and amusing way, as you know, this idea of the reality, shall we say, of, of people's past lives of ghosts, so a sort of coexisting. That there's a way in which he makes us Or, or in a way in which he expresses Thai beliefs, he comes from the north of um, of Thailand, and and both these films were shot in the northeast of Thailand. And there, there are many folk tales and folk realities in which there's real presence given to uh, ghost figures or past lives, or etc.
0: Thank you. It's obviously, as I said, it works on so many levels: the mystical, the spiritual as well as the visual uh, imagery as well. I was fascinated by one scene in in Cemetery of Splendor where the uh, the two lead characters, the the nurse, uh, Janjira and the soldier leave the cinema and then it merges into the scene where the soldiers are lying in hospital uh, with those uh, fascinating lights that uh, help them in their dreams. And what I took from there is the notion that arts uh, and in the broader sense, humanities can support the well-being of patients, uh, whether that these patients are in a different world comatose or in in a different state. I'd like to relate that to Apichat Pong's own work, uh, uh, different forms of artistic expression, uh, film plus others, his short films and his illustrations. I'd like to know more about the use of different forms of art in linking to the audience.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's somebody who has coexisted, if you like, as an artist. So he's done a lot of work in installation and photography. And as perhaps is already implied by what we've been discussing, he tends to use the same performers, people he knows. I mean, for instance, Janjira, he knows very well. And uh, one of the projects we worked on which is a project which is going to be a very ambitious an- installation called Primitive, which was made virtually simultaneously with Uncle Boonmee, and Primitive is a multi-screen in- film installation. Uh, it's going to be shown at the Tate Modern in the UK in London um, in June when the big new building that is being developed there, and it's going to be shown in the in the tank space underneath. That's June
0: 2016.
1: Yes. Yeah. Um, that's following soon after the retrospective of films that the Tate is going to have for him in early April of to- 2016. So there's going to be quite a lot of his presence there and a chance for people to see earlier work, which in the case of the retrospective will include Uncle Boon Me, and... And, uh, and syndromes in a century, and his other earlier features. For instance, one of the things that he he uses Genjira in other films. He uses the same actors. In in the case of Primitive, he went back to a small village and worked with the young people in there. And it was it's an installation that touches on the fact that in the northeast there was big, shall we say, uh, yeah, conflicts between the state soldiers and what they felt were uh, communist insurgents coming in from Laos. And the northeast of of Thailand is also a place that has been very much politicized because of the poverty of farmers and so on. And he's touched on those sorts of themes in his work. But yes, he does, I mean, he basically makes feature films. He makes short films that can be shown as, as short films, but also... Are projected in art galleries. And it's a sort of continuum, all his work. He just chooses different media to express different ideas in different ways.
0: Thank you. And in addition to that, there is uh, the, the political dimension that, that, that you, you just stated that will be illuminating and fascinating to the audience in, in the UK. And on that note, I will again uh, encourage people to to watch out for the Uh, For the retrospective and for the exhibitions that are going to happen in London uh, uh, in the new year in April and May 2016. Thank you very much, Simon. Uh, I really enjoyed uh, my stay here in the Dubai Film Festival and I really enjoyed uh, our conversation. Thank you very much.